The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. There are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi portfolio managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Welcome to the show. It is Hi-Fi Radio. It's a show about money. It is, well... It's important in this day and age, we're all paying attention, of course, to two things, uh, the coronavirus, the outbreak, the global pandemic that is unfolding, and the uh, volatility of the marketplace. It has been historic. Um, It is uh, (laughs) behooving, uh, awe-inspiring. It's a roller coaster. Um, It's a whole lot of things put into one, and, uh, you know, as I continue to learn in this profession. Uh, I continue to evolve um, and to rethink things. I, I have to ask myself, good golly, uh, it takes the pressure, it being the market. Uh, when people want to uh, exit um, anything, they see a crisis in front of them and they decide they want to sell, the first thing they always do is sell stock. Uh, and they sell it hard and they sell it indiscriminately. Um, so much so that they knock names like the Royal Bank down to $72 this week, uh, only to see the stock rally back well above 80 within minutes. They, they knock Brookfield Asset Management down into the 40s, only to see it rally back into the 60s. Uh, the volatility, my friends, can be extremely toxic. Um, and it reminds me uh, of a piece of wisdom uh, a friend of mine uh, left with me uh, about 10 years ago. He said, Wolfgang, a portfolio is like a bar of soap. The more you touch it, the smaller it gets. Has that never been more true than right here, right now? Uh, the movement of names, uh, up 20%, down 25%. Um, it is truly a market for uh, sharp, sophisticated traders. Um, beyond that, the average individual stepping into this environment um, can be extremely uh, uh, costly. And uh, again, my advice in this environment is to do one thing and do it real steadily, nothing. Uh, observe, you're in the market, um, do not try to get cute. Uh, the only uh, exception to that is sleep factor. Once again, if you can't sleep at night, you have to sell to the sleeping point. And this is a terrible time to have to sell to the sleeping point. But sleep matters. We need our rest. Uh, but if that is the case and you sell to the sleeping point, you remind yourself that uh, when the new bull market begins, do not take on too much exposure. Uh, but as you sell to the sleeping point, welcome to the world of negative interest rates. America, on Wednesday of this week, just went negative yield. History in the making. Never has American interest rates, to the best of my knowledge and the best of my studies, seen rates go to zero. But as there's been a uh, global pandemic, um, uh, long overdue, uh, taking place, uh, the pandemic of uh, negative yield making its way to North America. It's absolutely incredible. It's just another demonstration of the world being a much smaller place, uh, a flat place, uh, and a place where uh, we are all 
in it. We are all one in the same. It is the great equalizer. Uh, of course, I want to welcome Jack Hartle to the show. Uh, we are both uh, social distancing. Uh, Jack and I are about 60 kilometers apart, so I don't think we can affect or infect uh, one another, and hopefully neither of us are uh, COVID-19 positive uh, yet. Uh, Jack, how are you doing? Pretty good, just at uh, my home office here. Like you said, I never really expected, uh, back at the beginning of the year, I never really expected to be social distancing from you, but uh, markets have certainly been volatile. But the, the one thing I'll say, Wolf, is it seems like the fever sort of broke on the volatility of the markets, and that was really when the Fed stepped in earlier in the week. I think it was Monday, and they said that uh, they're going to provide whatever it takes in terms of liquidity. They already dropped interest rates to zero, but they said they're going to provide the liquidity that the market needs to function, and that really broke the fever, I think, on the volatility of the equity market. Yeah, and again, when Jack speaks of liquidity, what Jack means is money is going to uh, be available. Um, lots of it. Uh, the, uh, the, the central authorities are communicating with the banks um, internationally. Uh, this is not a made-at-home phenomenon. Uh, the central authorities are communicating with the banks and uh, is strongly encouraging uh, the banks um, uh, to uh, work with individuals. As a government is going to work with the banks, uh, the banks are to work with individuals. So uh, it's very, very important that people don't uh, uh, do what they did back with the Greek financial crisis and uh, create a run on the banks. Uh, that uh, will not happen. But interesting as well, and we will speak about it more in the next set, uh, how the banks uh, in 2020 uh, most likely will be part of the cure not the culprit. Uh, you are listening to Hi-Fi Radio. You're on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. I am Wolfgang Klein, Portfolio Manager, Jack Hartle, Portfolio Manager as well. When you speak to Jack and I, you get two for the price of one. WolfgangKlein.com is the website. Uh, please tell your friends about it. Tell your family. It's a show about money. It's a show for you. More of it right after this. Money. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what we need. That's what we got to do. Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. can't play enough of that, my good friends. It is Hi-Fi Radio, and that's the fidelity of the show. Back to business. Wolfgang Klein, Portfolio Manager, Jack Hartle. In for the cause. Yes, we are social distancing. Um, and we have Drew Donaldson on the line. This is going to be interesting, my good friends. Uh, do you have a mortgage? Do you have a rental property? Uh, do you have tenants? Uh, have you noticed that interest rates have fallen? Are you thinking of refinancing? Are you in a pinch? Uh, turn up your radio. Uh, Drew Donaldson uh, is the founder of Donaldson Capital. That sounds large. Uh, Drew's been on the show many times. He is a mortgage broker. Uh, looks like you've gone out on your own, Drew. Things seem to be treating you quite well. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, thank you. It was an interesting time to go out on my own about uh, three, four weeks ago to get everything started with uh, a lot of the things going on in the world. But we're excited. Big, big things ahead once, uh, once all this passes. All right, Drew. So you, um, you have boots on the ground with respect to the mortgage market. This is very, very important. Um, please, Fill us in. What are people doing right here, right now? Yeah, so about two weeks ago, rates rates just plummeted. Prime actually dropped a full 1% from 3.95 to 2.95. 
which is really unprecedented. I mean, we haven't seen that um, pretty much ever in this this kind of environment. Um, so a lot of people flooded the refi uh, applications in, trying to lower their interest rate, free up some some either some equity uh, to pull out for a rainy day, or just lower their interest costs. Um, Drew, are many of your clients landlords, uh, i.e., have multiple dwellings and? Uh, uh, are feeling any kind of a pinch yet with respect to uh, the uh, upcoming uh, layoffs that we are all uh, invariably going to uh, witness? Yes, uh, unfortunately, I mean, I've always been an optimist on the long term of the market, but but really in the last month here, it's been it's been challenging to uh, to receive so many emails from multiple people in different industries, ones you wouldn't even think of, like from doctors to dental clinics to chiropractic clinics where they're laying off workers, they have high overhead. And um, if they own one property or even two or three rental properties and suddenly the tenant's not paying, well, it really brings their anxiety up. Uh, Wow. Uh, In terms of rate, uh, mortgage rates have now dropped, you said, by 1%. So to the average person, refinancing their home, how much monthly cash flow are they opening up? Yeah, so so typically around three, $400 a month. Um, so what happened was two weeks ago, it was the best time to refinance. You know, we had five-year fixed rates at 2.39%. We had variables close to 2%, which we think is going to go lower with Prime. Um, in the last four to five days, mortgage rates have actually increased back up to the around the 3% level. And that's all because of the mortgage-backed security market. Um, you know, there's just a lot of uh, fear out there. People who are buying into that market, they want to—they don't want to pay rock-bottom prices. They want to pay a little bit of a premium. And the banks uh, are having a little bit of a liquidity uh, issue right now. So that's raised mortgage rates up. We think that's only going to take place for maybe a month or two. And then we'll think rates will trickle back down with the, with the bond uh, yields. Jack, I want you to speak to that. Yeah, so I would agree with that, Drew. Just there is a lot of stress in the system right now. And we talked about it before, the liquidity in the bond market before the Fed stepped in and said that they're going to basically buy every piece of paper out there earlier this week. There was uh, the credit markets basically seized. And I heard our credit manager, uh, our credit origination desk uh, speak on our conference call this morning. And uh, there was a lot of panic in the bond market. Um, The bond market really uh, led us into this correction. I think the bond market realized that the coronavirus is going to be as severe as it has been uh, before the equity market and I think the bond market is going to lead us out of it so I would agree with Drew in the fact that I think lots of stress in the system that's uh, it's causing uh, fixing or fixed mortgages to be higher than really the, the five-year which they're typically priced off of but once things settle down I, I would expect them to settle down I think the variable rate as Drew said uh, should be low based off prime and then the, the five-year uh, or the fixed uh, rate should be um, fixed off of uh, whatever they normally, the term structure, which is typically a five-year right. bond. So, yes, I would, I would totally agree with Drew, and I think that uh, the fact that uh, stress in the system causes uh, dislocations, that's what you're seeing in the mortgage market right now. But the temporary, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, which I do suspect as the government provides additional money to lubricate the system. That's really what it's all about. Um, Drew, let's go back to uh, the unlucky individuals and there are there they exist out there people who sold or excuse me people who purchased a new home say a month ago uh, and are just trying to clean up their home for listings. 
to put back onto the spring market. Uh, are you getting any phone calls uh, of such individuals who are concerned that uh, with the social distancing, all open houses for the most part are going to be curbed? Um, what are you hearing on the street about that? Yeah, Wolf, I mean, like I said, it's been pretty challenging to hear so many, uh, you know, heartfelt stories, calls, emails from people that are going through this right now, um, from job layoffs to just just lack of income for some people. Uh, We do have closings that are happening, you know, end of April, early May. They're going to be trying to sell their home the best they can. Uh, The CMHC president came out. He said they're going to fund all mortgages that were approved prior to all this kind of happening. I think it was roughly March 15th was his date that he had said. But if you had a mortgage approved with CMHC that's closing in May, even if you lose your job or something changes in your financing, finances, they're going to try to work with you and still close the mortgage. Now, hopefully they get their job back because, you know, six months down the road, that's a very challenging thing to be in if you can't pay your mortgage, right? So nobody wants that to see that happen. But um, I've been shocked by how quickly the government, the banks, and CMHC have reacted. And I, I do believe they've done a pretty good job on, uh, on, on shoring up the liquidity and just making sure that people do have options. Well, it looks like we are working together, individual, company, state, government. Uh, we are banding to be- uh, together as one, uh, as best as we can. Brothers and sisters, we are in it together. This is Hi-Fi Radio. It's a Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. Your host, Wolfgang Klein, Jack Hartle, working right beside me. We have Drew Donaldson on the line. We're talking mortgages. We're talking refinancing. Uh, we're talking about a little stress, but we want to help you through this very, very stressful period. We are here for you. You stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Yes, my good friends, we're feeling it, each and every one of us. The good news, we're in it together. We're at the distance ourselves, uh, stories of people seeing their parents uh, communicating to them through glass, uh, via technology, Skyping, uh, FaceTiming. Uh, we're trying, we're adapting. Uh, and that's what we must do. We must adapt. Um, I will say uh, the central banks around the world are adapting, they're adapting aggressively. Uh, Unlike the Great Depression, unlike the Great Depression when the governments did not act and react, they dragged their heels, they didn't provide liquidity, they made things that much worse. So this is not the Great Depression yet. (laughs) Uh, I'm Wolfgang Klein, this is Hi-Fi Radio. Welcome back to the show. We're talking about mortgages. We have Drew Donaldson on the line. Uh, Donaldson Capital. Drew is a mortgage broker. Uh, First off, Drew, um, we're all staying home. Work's shutting down. I guess not much taking place with your business today. Yeah, it's been quite busy. I mean, last week, uh, pretty much every underwriter... Drew, that was a joke. That was a joke. You didn't pick the ball up and run with the joke. You're supposed to say, I'm working very hard 16-hour days. That's what I wanted to hear from you. It's it's pretty much been 1 a.m. nights uh, every single night, and and you wake up, and and you're looking at your phone, and it's just it's flooded with emails and calls. And, you know, a lot of people, there's been a lot of uh, things in the media as far as interest costs go. Um, And, uh, you know, we're just trying to help as many people as we can. 
So you are busier than a bee, and yet I suspect transactions in real estate are going to slow down for the next 30 days. Uh, but it's all about refinancing paper right now, as you're telling us. So um, what, are, what is today's price for money? What is the cost of a mortgage, uh, open mortgage, one-year fixed, three-year fixed, five-year fixed? Yeah, yeah. So rates have gone up over the last two weeks. So you're looking at about 319, five-year fixed, and uh, roughly about 3% on the variable for your most competitive. And, and that's quite different than two weeks ago. But like I said, what earlier, two weeks I, ago, I do, Drew? Uh, two weeks ago, we were doing two point three nine five year fix. We were doing roughly two percent on the variable. So, but uh, mortgage rates different. went down and came snapping up that much due to the stress in the system. Again, friends at home, I um, I can appreciate how difficult it is for you to comprehend uh, when we use words such as liquidity stress in the system, um, the treasury, all of this uh, jargon is difficult to appreciate. uh, But all we can say is (laughs) behind your mortgage is a lot of complexity. Um, It's the way the global financial system is structured. And when any counterparty, any one of those parties gets concerned about another party, so when a trust company is concerned with a bank or a bank's concerned with a bank, they stop lending amongst themselves and interest rates go up, which affects mortgages. And again, I know the central banks around the world want mortgage rates lower. Correct, Jack and Drew? And I'll, I'll throw that to Jack. Absolutely, they want them lower. The central banks do, but uh, the, the mortgage providers, the, uh, the, you know, the big banks here in Canada and obviously the, the secondary ones as well, uh, they're in the business of getting paid to take risks. So right now, the risk has gone up. You know, the, the five-year has gone down. Obviously, I'm talking about government bonds right now. And then uh, over the overnight rate has gone down as well. It's gone down to zero in the U.S. But the fact of the matter well, is... Zero, like, yeah, below bank. zero in the U.S. Yeah, so the, these banks, uh, they're in the business of making money at the end of the day. And they're here to help us out, too. And they're giving some forgiveness, I believe, up to six months, Correct. depending on distress. But uh, in times of uncertainty, they want to get paid to take risks. So there is more risk in the market right now. Uh, rates have gone up accordingly. I think once people are losing their job, slowing down. And yeah, no, you're right. They do want to take risks. I I want to make another point. I just want to bring this up. And Drew, you may, you may um, be aware of this, uh, but in Copenhagen, uh, in Denmark, uh, mortgages went to zero. Um, They actually went negative. And uh, as such, people received a negative yield mortgage. It was unheard of, unheard of that you would buy a house, borrow money, and pay back less to the lender. Drew Donaldson, uh, president founder of Donaldson Capital, mortgage broker extraordinaire. What's your call? Do we go negative yield on mortgages one day here in our great country of Canada? Uh, you know what? Like, I mean, like you said earlier, the, the governments are pumping so much money back into the market that I don't think we will. Um, but if they didn't do that, then there probably would have been no other choice but to go negative. Fascinating times, fascinating times. Um, Drew, let me ask you, have you received any application for a new purchase mortgage in the last, say, three, four days? Uh, no, no, not in the last three, no, four days. not one new purchase in the last three, four days. Just 100% refinancing taking place right now, eh? Yeah, it's just refinancing. Now, there has been a couple positives where appraisers, they do not have to go inside the home, and lawyers are allowed to do virtual closings. The Law Society came out with that one. So there, I think there's some 
processes and efficiencies that are going to speed up things uh, going forward in the future that have happened based on all this. But, um, yeah, purchases have really slowed down with no open houses. Right, right. Well, it's fascinating time. Um, you know, real estate is bedrock um, uh, asset, I think, to 70% of Canadians. Um, I get concerned with those Canadians who may have a few more pieces of real estate than their balance sheet uh, can support. Have you spoken to many clients, a few clients, any clients who have multiple rental units that are seeing signs that tenants won't be paying? And uh, what, what is your advice to them if you're seeing that? Yeah, and unfortunately, I've gotten a lot of emails uh, from clients wanting to skip a mortgage payment. They've said that their tenant has already reached out. Um, you know, the media coming out with that that one article regarding all the banks allowing some forgiveness on mortgage payments, it, it really, I think, got the tenants thinking, well, if, if people don't have to pay their mortgage, then I shouldn't have to pay my rent. Uh, it's got a lot of people concerned right now. I even have some, you know, commercial clients where they own commercial properties and they're reaching out and saying, you know what, I don't think the small business is going to be able to pay their, their rent on April 1st. Is there any way we can get a deferment on our mortgage on April 1st as well? So there's, there's tons of fear and anxiety in the marketplace right now. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio, uh, Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. I am Wolfgang Klein, Jack Hartle in for the success of your capital. And we have Drew Donaldson uh, on the line. He is a mortgage broker. Donaldson Capital, uh, I assume DonaldsonCapital.com is how people can find you, Drew? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Excellent. Well, look, I want to uh, thank you for your time. You keep working and you burn that candle at both ends of it. Uh, you're a good fella. More show, my good friends, right after this. Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. No sugar tonight in no sugar tonight in my tea. No sugar to stand beside me. No sugar to run with me. Well, welcome back to the show, my good friends. May you have sugar in your coffee this morning. It is Hi-Fi Radio. It's a show about money on the Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. I am Wolfgang Klein, Portfolio Manager, Manager of Wealth. Uh, we are compounders, Jack and I. Jack, of course, portfolio manager as well. What makes our practice unique is, in fact, clients receive two portfolio managers. And I'll tell you, as you receive two portfolio managers, the beauty of it is yin and yang. Oh, yes, two different approaches, two different styles come together to create beauty and goodness uh, for you and for our clients. And uh, Jack and I have never worked harder in our lives. Uh, it's been a very, very stressful period of time for all of us. Uh, what clients require more than ever is a steady hand, a pilot who knows how to fly 30,000 feet with some turbulence. And that's what we have. Uh, we have some turbulence right now. So fasten your seatbelts. Do not take off your seatbelt. Yes, we had a nice relief rally in the marketplace. Do not take off your seatbelt. We are not through the crises, not by a long shot. Uh, Jack, you know, you know what I find most interesting once again, with the stock market, I find many things interesting with the stock market. Number one, that is where people go to first to sell indiscriminately. Um, and secondly, they call Drew and start refinancing real estate. But stocks go down first unequivocally, and they throw the baby out with the bathwater. But because of that, you're starting to see a bit of reprieve in the market, uh, some green shoots, a little good news, as the scientific data, the media the story, the facts 
continue to get worse and worse. I want you to speak to that, Jack. Well, like you said, the market typically leads, and now we're seeing the uh, the layoffs coming in the real economy, and I think the bankruptcies are going to follow. But, uh, you know, the, the fact that uh, all the stuff that we talk about over the long term, Wolf, and we talk about it for the last two years on our radio show, you see these market prices, uh, they, they've been down probably 30% from the peak. And as soon as that happens, people, because of the prices, want to immediately change their long-term plan. They're panicking, they're selling, they're, that's what they want to do, that's what their immediate reaction is. When the fact of the matter is, well, if the businesses that we own, and we've looked at, the, we've gone through a number of reports, like you said, we've never worked harder in our business plan right now. Uh, a lot of the companies that we actually own, the businesses are getting upgraded uh, in this environment. That's partially because stock prices have come down and they look more attractive now. But the businesses we, that we bought, uh, we bought for a reason, and that reason sticks for the most part. And we expect them to be able to navigate through this uh, turbulent time, volatility, like you said, and come out the other end of it and still provide their services and sales to people. Well, again, you um, some companies are, as you indicated, are benefiting. Um, the trick is you cannot play the story du jour. This is not necessarily the time here to run out and buy toilet paper companies or food companies. You kind of missed it. Uh, I believe what you needed to do is be positioned ahead of such event if you want to truly make money. But I go to the land of technology because this is where I get a lot of optimism from. The land of technology is allowing each and every one of us to do what we are doing right now. What Jack and I are doing right now is providing you with a radio show uh, as we social distance from the studio. We are not at Cherry Beach today. I'm at home. Jack's at home. We're 60 kilometers apart. And here we are doing our best to provide you with some high-quality radio uh, to help with your financial palate, shall I say. Uh, But the news gets worse after the market, of course, hits bottom. So it's remarkable to watch the market improve and the news gets worse, and that is just the craziness of our business. Uh, I want to pivot over to um, uh, individual um, businesses. Camps of people. There are three groups of people, I think, that exist in society right now when it comes to money. There is the late retired individual, you know, our parents perhaps, um, those in their mid-70s and 80s. Um, You have that camp of individual. You have the camp that is just entering retirement. And you have individuals like Jack and I who continue to work and, 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 and uh, accumulate assets uh, and manage debt and, and raise families. But uh, what I'm noticing is the most amount of stress, and I, I pity and I feel and I'm here to help them not much more, are individuals entering or just entered retirement. And to see what has occurred in the last 30 days can be absolutely devastating to their morale. And what that does is it causes emotions to take over. Um, Jack, you know how dangerous emotions can be when it comes to making objective investment decisions. Yeah, emotions are definitely the uh, the enemy of a long-term investor. It really makes us do irrational things based on short-term price, price movements. So short-term volatility in the market, people associate that as risk. In, in truth, it's really not risk. Risk is permanent loss of capital. That happens by too much concentration, if it, whether it's in pot or oil stocks, or too much leverage. We just talked about Drew uh, and mortgages and people that have maybe three, four, five mortgages. So the fact of the matter is that people, um, as long as they live 
um, you know, live within their means in good times, they can navigate through these uh, turbulent times and they can actually come out of it better because maybe they could put some money to work and, and buy a few stocks on sale. But the time horizon matters, asset allocation matters, and, and perspective matters. And like I said, for a long-term investor, short-term volatility is an opportunity. Without question. You are listening to Hi-Fi Radio. I am Wolfgang Klein on the Global News Radio Network 640 in Toronto. It is a show about money. Money is front and center. Uh, we watch the markets, the volatility, the fear, uh, the uh, evisceration of wealth. Um, is it a loss? Is it temporary? Well, I'll tell you, if you sell, it's permanent. If you hang on, uh, it can be temporary. And with faith, with optimism, with my belief in mankind, we are going to get through this and things will return to normal. All we need is time. Please stay tuned. Making money is the best. So how do you make more money? Come on back after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You got no God rest his soul, Kenny Rogers. I like Kenny. Little country in each and every one of us. Uh, great songwriter, great performer. Big hit. Um, and some very, very wise words. Uh, you got to know when to hold. You got to know when to fold. You got to know when to get up and walk away. Uh, and I'll tell you, that's what margin clerks do. Uh, they force you to get up and walk away. Uh, if you're wrong and you don't put up money and you're on margin, which means you've borrowed money, to buy anything, uh, well, they can call in your chips and force you out of the game, which is the most important thing, I believe, and there's many of them, uh, is clean balance sheet. Jack spoke about it slightly before the show break. I cannot stress the point enough. Each and every one of us Canadians must ensure we always have a clean balance sheet. What does that mean? That means that our debt is under control. That means that we are building assets, building wealth for our families, slow and steady. Uh, but when times are good, if we're spending all the money and you get on a rough patch and you don't have a bit of a nest egg, I'm sorry to say, it can be very, very daunting. So my advice to each and every one of us, clean balance sheet at all times. Um, Mr. Seresna, Patrick, you've been on the show a number of times. Uh, I called you the perma bear. Uh, you were <laughs> very, very bearish in 2018. And uh, I had a chuckle in 19 as the market went straight up. Um, but perhaps you're getting the last chuckle as the market has come straight back down below the levels of 2018 uh, when you were on our show. And, and in fact, I think we stepped back with this market peak to trough in terms of um, a, a calendar about four or five years. Valuations for the last five years were basically all given back. Donald Trump's no. uh, presidency period has taken the stock market on a wonderful ride up, back down, and perhaps even below where he started. Uh, so I tip my hat to you, Patrick. Your, your bearish call was correct. But I want to ask you this question here. As a bear who was betting against the market, shorting and playing the, uh, the put market, whatever else you were doing, did you stay with the trade or did the trade cause you to get up and walk away uh, only to reload at a later date? Because that is very tricky to do. Well, uh, thank you for having me on the show. And uh, we did capture the, the downside move in the market. In fact, we stayed flat uh, throughout a chunk of the rally. And then we were short throughout uh, the crash. And we covered 
and actually I'm flat on my shorts uh, as of last week Tuesday. So it's oh, I'm actually net long the market here for the last week and uh, no longer bearish. So you can't call me a perma bear anymore because uh, perma bears need to be short and I'm not. But anyway, it's um, it's a really fascinating market. One of the reasons I was bearish the last time around was because I just thought the market was priced to perfection. And uh, any catalyst could have broken the spine of the market. It just so happened that coronavirus happened to be the catalyst and didn't have to be it, but it just happened to be what it was. Uh, But uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, The market was looking for an excuse to sell off. Uh, The trick, of course, is again, Jack and I, we raised cash um, in December of 2019. Good date to raise cash, isn't it, Patrick? Well, absolutely. Congratulations. That's, uh, that's a great hey, guys, way to go. Yeah. High five us. I uh, redeployed some of that cash in end of January as the market kept making new highs. And then I redeployed the balance of that cash after the news of the coronavirus and the market began to unroll or unravel. And I continued to buy all the way down until I ran out of bullets and the market continued to go even lower. And the point I'm making is I've been at this business now for just under 20 years, and I've been investing in the markets um, for over 30 years, and I continue to see how difficult it is to be a trader. And Jack put a great note on my uh, my desk uh, a couple days ago, and it's from Jesse Jesse Livermore, Remnants of a Stock Operator. And the quote was, the market is an expensive place to understand what type of a person you are. If you are a speculator, speculate. If you're an investor, invest. But don't turn speculator into investor and investor into speculator. It's too costly. In other words, yeah. if you had a 10-year time horizon, a 20-year time horizon, a 7-year time horizon, and you said, I'm investing for the next 7 to 10 years, and you buy equities, and then the market pulls a move as it just did, and you decide to panic and exit, you have gone from investor to speculator. So, Patrick, where I respect you, because you made the point on, on, on LinkedIn to me, is you said, well, I'm not a bear. I'm a trader. And, and again, that takes a different mindset. So I tip my hat. You are a trader, and you have now gone long. Look, we're going to um, uh, go to break, Patrick. We're on the line here with Patrick Ceresna. Uh He is with Market Huddle. Um, he, he does a fantastic um, uh, podcast. He's also with Big Picture, excuse me, Big Picture Trading. Big Picture Trading is a service that you can subscribe to. Uh, Patrick Sinrestner is a trader. It's fascinating to speak to him. And he's a bear. I'm bullish. We need a few bullish uh, optimists uh, to speak with. It's Hi-Fi Radio, Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. You stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more shows still to come. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. That is the name of the game, my friends. Stay alive. Yep, me. We all live long and prosper. Um, a global pandemic is unfolding. The markets have been highly volatile. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Uh, people are scared. People are frightened. Um, and I think for good reason. Uh, the message from Hi-Fi Radio, Wolfgang Klein, Jack Hartle, is we must remain calm. We must remain rational. And, well, I'm going to give you a little glimmer of hope. Uh, A former bear who is very concerned about the market going lower has put some capital to work. 
His name is Patrick Shrestha. He's been on Hi-Fi Radio many times. He is a stock trader. He works on a podcast called The Market Huddle, and he also has a service called Big Picture Trading, is it? Yeah. Big Picture Trading. So, Patrick, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, you put some money to work recently in the marketplace. Uh, let me ask you straight up, uh, do you think, when do you think, how do we get there back to the old highs of the marketplace, S&P 3400? So, uh, first of all, to put it into a little bit of a historical context, rarely does a bear market end in a month. And uh, in fact, some of the shorter bear markets were uh, even six months in length, and some of the longer ones were a year to year and a half, even two years in length. And so I'm not trying to assign a, a, a duration to this, but uh, it is unlikely that we have seen all of the worst parts yet. But, uh, but at this stage, the damage was so severe that there's only limited downside risk, in my opinion, and so it's too late to sell. Now, from a, a bullish perspective, I continue to think that we are about to witness one of the most spectacular bust and then boom cycles, because uh, we, what we have is a, a synchronized world uh, recession where because of the coronavirus, the whole world shut off simultaneously. And we're going to witness on the other side one of the greatest fiscal spends by governments to restart the economy, and it's going to be synchronized around the world. And, uh, and it's going to come with, um, and it's going to be funded with huge deficits that are going to come from uh, essentially central banks printing very large sums of money to finance it. And oh, well, uh, sorry, Patrick, I apologize to interrupt. It's, tr it's tricky as I don't have you in the studio. We can't see each other to give the old cue. Yeah. Give me back the microphone. Um, but uh, central banks, the U.S. is going to. Uh, borrow, borrow $2 trillion, which in my mind means someone has to lend them $2 trillion. I don't think the central bank in America is going to turn on the printing press and print $2 trillion. They're going to borrow it in the bond market. And so I believe the only lenders out there available to lend money to the government is big pension funds. Uh, am I going down the right track with this? Uh, no, actually, you're somewhat on track, but actually, you, I, I do want to push back and say that uh, sure. central banks are fully capable of printing $2 trillion to fund those. Capable deaths. of, but this time around, they, they said they're going to borrow the money. This is not, quant this is not quantitative easing or tightening, uh, and if there's going to be QE, which is where they truly printed money, bought back their own bonds with their printed money. They're going to borrow money. That, that, that's what I'm seeing, which means the point I'm making is they have to pay that borrowed money back. Yeah. But Wolf, there's a point that I would make, and I think that Patrick is making here too, is the fact that the central bank, the Fed, uh, said that they're going to be buying not only treasuries, they're going to be buying uh, commercial paper now too. And that's really what unfroze uh, the bond market on Monday and really got the, I would say, the equity rally going. Yeah. So Correct. I guess they are certainly going to, they're going to buy that. They're going to be printing money. Gonna, and like I said, they're going to buy that back with the money that they borrowed. They're going to borrow and then uh, redistribute. Correct. So yes, I, I would I would make that point that yes, the Fed is purchasing back their own bonds, providing liquidity in the system, which the, the system so desperately needed last week and uh, the beginning of this week. 
Well, without question. Uh, Patrick, uh, just in the interest of time here, um, any final thoughts on this, how this market plays out? I'm going to give you about 45 yeah. seconds with your response. Absolutely. The, uh, it comes down to the fact that I think that the bull market will be here, but it's going to be in a different uh, sectors. And I think that a, a huge commodity bull market is going to come on the other side. And the fact that commodities have been uh, essentially murdered to the downside, uh, it, it makes them incredibly cheap. And the opportunity uh, to see rebounds once all these massive fiscal spends start to actually kick into the economy and the need for these basic materials starts to, to come in on the other side of the coronavirus, uh, that there's going to be a, a spectacular opportunity to buy some of these things really cheap. So I think you just have, it's, you have to think a little uh, outside the box in terms of what will have the greatest benefit from the recovery that comes on the other side. Well, again, I tell you, Patrick, throughout this, period of time. I did one thing and I did it early, but I did it nonetheless. I put money to work. I have not sold a stock in, I don't know, 45 days. Uh, you know, I contemplate selling a stock. Uh, we discussed selling a stock. We don't sell it. And the next day the stock is up 15, 20%. Uh, my point is the bar of soap. My good friends, your portfolio is like a bar of soap. The more you touch it, the smaller it can get. Beware. Uh, this is Hi-Fi Radio. I want to wish you a safe weekend. You practice social distancing. You wash your hands. You sanitize yourself. You leave your portfolio alone. You let the experts guide it for you. They have your best interests uh, at heart. And if they don't, you can contact Wolfgang and Jack Hartle, WolfgangKlein.com. I wish you love. I wish you peace. I wish you safety. All the best. Listening to Hi Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle, portfolio managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any money questions you need answered, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi Fi Radio, for the love of money. We'll see you next week. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.